Hello, we're here again. Can you believe it? We are on to the second episode of the Dingwall Academy podcast. Um, thanks for joining us. Um, today in the studio this morning, we have uh, S5 people, Paul Graham. Hello. Morning, Paul. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How about yourself? Good, good. I'm excited. Another <laughs> episode, another month. Um, I'm going to start by saying thank you. Thank you to all the responses, the encouragement um, from the first podcast. We've had um, some a great response. Um, we feel really supported, um, not just from the school, but from the wider community, um, from parents, staff, pupils, and everyone. It's been really good, so thank you very much for that. Uh, we'll keep going um, if you want us to keep going, so um, thanks for that. Um, let's move on to the second episode and what's being covered uh, today, uh, this month. Uh, we're going to start um, with Mr. Graham, with me this morning, Paul Graham. He's going to run through some of the school achievements this month um, and some of the key dates to look forward to in coming weeks. Um, we've got an interview with Mrs. Watson and Mrs. Alexander, um, and they're going to be... Um, questioned. Uh, Erin Waters is going to be posing the big questions to Mrs Alexander and Mrs Watson. Um, and the theme, the, the, there's a theme this month I suppose, or maybe a focus is the best way to put it. There's a focus on girls in sport. So Mrs Watson and Mrs Alexander is gonna, are going to cover that. Um, and then we're, we'd like to have uh, coming into to the studio, we've got uh, a group of young um aspiring girl footballers from Dingwall Academy. They're coming in. They're going to be talking about football, Ronaldinho, prison. Um, that's not one not one to miss. So <laughs> um, stay tuned for that. And we've also got, as always, the pu- pupil versus teacher challenge. Um, Callum, the roaming reporter, uh, is, is up for that one this month. And he is up against uh, Miss Patterson um, from the PE department. Um, so that's one... I'm looking forward to um, we're going to be testing their memory so uh, I don't know how that's going to turn out but that's 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 the plan um, and that'll be us that'll be us for this final podcast of the year I suppose uh, this is um, coming into the the last throws of 2021 so um, we will be back again for the third episode into the new year uh, right so here we go the first official apology of Dingwall Academy podcast. It's only taken the second episode. So, from everyone in the production team, from myself, I would like to sincerely apologise to Aaron Fraser in S6. Um, in the pupil teacher challenge from last last month, uh, he stated that the school had been open for 12 years. I said he was incorrect. I said 13. And in fact, I've been horribly corrected and in fact yes it's been the school has been over 12 years uh, there is also and some months but 12 years is the correct answer um, luckily for me that made no difference to the overall score and the teachers still won that um, round so it's still just to confirm it's still teachers won pupils very little um, in the pupil versus teacher challenge um, which I'm delighted I'm, I love this I'm not, I'm not even going to pretend I'm not a little bit biased over that uh, right Paul you want to just kick off we're going to get through some stuff of what we've been up to how's that sound absolutely let's, let's get going let's get right into it good, good. so we've had a great achievement from our girl footballers with Chloe Wallace and Kira Sojanin selected to be a part of the North Scotland U15 squad our girls team also had their first school match against Fortrose Academy with S1 and S2 having comfortable wins it's great to see our girl footballers thriving at Dingwall Academy. Yep, you're absolutely right. Yep, you're, we're, yep. Um, they're coming in, which is actually a nice, yeah. a nice link. So we're going to get to speak to both Chloe and uh, Kira. They're both coming in. Um, plus another, there's another few girls uh, yeah. from their team and from other year groups. So that's good to, to see. Yeah, I do believe that Dingwall has quite a good reputation with uh, girl footballers and girls in sports in general. Yeah, I think it's something that uh, the PE department are looking to promote and push, and that's what we're going to be discussing uh, this month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, moving on, we are also allowed to travel to other schools with fixtures, with hockey and shinty already arranged. Again, we have to keep reminding ourselves how lucky we are that our teachers in the school are able to make this happen. Yep, I can see, obviously, um, I like that. It's all, it's all about us. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep, hockey and shinty, you ever played... 
fucking Shinty? Uh, I did I did play Shinty a few years back, but I was absolutely awful at it, so yeah. I, I quit. <laughs> I'm I'm terrified of Shinty. It's yeah. just it seems too angry. Yeah. Very angry. You get hit in I, I for the first few days I didn't wear shin pads and those were the most scary days of my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> I actually watched the other 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 week in uh, Inverness. My little my little one plays like junior hockey, and then afterwards it was like a proper match. Like older kids, terrifying. They <laughs> smashed the ball like a f- shooting drill. Yeah. Oh wow! It was aggressive and angry. The balls are flying everywhere. Especially when it gets a bit darker and you cannot see the ball when it goes right up in the air. Yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. kind of duck and cover. I think my kids just like the the ninja goalkeepers they were calling them. Yeah, <laughs> I like that, that outfit. Well, what else has been going on? Uh, we've started our environmental pledge tree in the front foyer. All pupils and staff are encouraged to make and post an environmental pledge. Following on from COP26, we've had to think very carefully and make changes about the way we act. A group of senior pupils also took part in a virtual COP26 summit and did a fantastic job debating with other schools. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that come up on... Oh, just a little wee plug here. I saw that on Instagram. Really? So yeah. So um, just uh, just to, to interrupt uh, Paul for a second, uh, guys, if you're looking for information, looking for things that go on in school, um, head to the Dingwall Academy Instagram page and uh, Dingwall Academy Facebook page, and you'll get uh, links not only for this podcast that that does come up there, and um, but also for other news and events that go on in school. Uh, Paul, you were at COP26. Yeah, incredibly. I did. I skived a Friday of school to be down there, and I was also down there on the Saturday, which I think was the biggest march in Scottish history. So how was it? What was it like? What was it like? Absolutely incredible. There was an amazing energy, mm-hmm. and you would, if you like, jump up a little bit, you could see right down one street and right down the other, and there would it would just be a sea of people, and it was, and everyone was there for a good purpose. Oh. And I nearly, nearly saw Greta Thunderbird. <laughs> Missed her by like two minutes. <laughs> yeah, she was obviously a, a big name on campus down there. Um, but no, I think a strange one in the middle of a pandemic, obviously. Yeah. There's lots of um, lots of opinions about that, I suppose. Yeah, the definitely. greater purpose and cause can't really be... Um, you find it hard to disagree with the message and the, and the meaning behind it um, and the kind of the message that the young people and it was predominantly young people i yeah, felt definitely. which is really a, a big point i suppose and, and it's yeah. good to see and a lovely large variety of chants that went on um, yes scottish people like like a chant i think <laughs> that, do you know what's funny that they always end up sounding a bit like football chants everyone <laughs> yeah uh, no matter the message I, I do believe a few football chants were stolen to yeah. make them <laughs> right what else are we doing uh remembrance day is also marked in mm. the school uh, the COVID restrictions mean that we cannot, unfortunately, have assemblies in the hall. However, we were able to bring this into a whole school assembly online. Teachers simply broadcast the assembly into their classrooms. So on Remembrance Day, we held a whole school assembly. Our captains, Erin and Callum, then represented the school at Remembrance Sunday parade in Dingwall. Your S3 history mm-hmm. class yeah, also yeah. did an excellent job representing the school at Dingwall yeah, Memorial yeah. eleven on the 11th November. Yeah, it was good. Um, I just took them down into Dingwall. Um, and S3 is a difficult year. <laughs> They've really not had that many experiences of this type of thing. But I've got to say I was really pleased with the way they held themselves, the way they represent the school. We got lots of positive feedback from members of the community just saying, just thanking us, thanking yeah. us. And no, not, not me, but thanking the kids for... Um, or the service or the memorial or just a bit of respect that he showed so it was really good doing yeah, a I really good job representing our school yep no it was good I missed the assembly because obviously we were down there right. so uh, I did miss it I came back for the piping it sounded sounded good but it's good that although we can't have whole school assemblies and how we used to do it we are finding ways of still marking yeah. these occasions which is important yeah. we won't let something like Covid get in our way no you'll go down to Glasgow and run about the streets <laughs> Covid or no Covid uh, also, at the start of our last podcast, we were nervously heading into our first yeah, online right, yeah. contact evening. But it worked! We've since had the S5 and S6 evening, and the S2 evening is due to take place on the 8th of December. Oh, I need to write that in my diary, I think. 8th of December. <laughs> this is quite good for me, actually. It's keeping me up to date with school school affairs. Uh, yep, the, the parents' nights are going fine. It's very strange, but 
at least we're getting some conversation with parents. I think we said that before. I do. I think quite a lot of pupils quite enjoy these because we get to listen in, even if our That's parents right. and you've teachers your, don't know. You've had your parents' night. That's yeah. right. So that was that was your experience hiding behind a camera. I wasn't. Hi- I was in the other room. <laughs> oh, right, I was listening was. through the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've not had any issues personally, but I, I know there's been some IT issues. I think there has been, but that's going to happen. Yeah, it's we're inevitable. Just, we just have to kind of uh, deal with them when they, they come. Yeah, so... Uh, what else have we got? Uh, finally, last podcast, we were also had everything crossed that our Christmas social would be able to take place. Ooh. Unfortunately, Ooh. we finally had to accept that with restrictions still in place, this is not going to be possible. Mm-hmm. We know that this is a huge disappointment to everyone, and it's hard to believe that it will be two whole years since our last normal Christmas festivals. However, we are still going to do something, and we're planning to have a Kaylee in the car park. Wow. I know, it sounds... Only, sounds only Mrs. Cormac would come up, would just go for it still. <laughs> only a Kaylee in the car park. That sounds wonderfully terrifying, I think. It does. That, that, so, oh, the weather. So That's, that's yeah. the first thing I thought of. Is that negative? Is that me being a bit... I might make yeah. it a bit more fun if if you get if you get in with it. Sure, <laughs> sure. Some of my uh, Kelly dancing probably could do with uh, a little bit more um, excitement. Uh, yeah, do you know what I'm missing? What are you missing? I'm missing. See that little Christmas fair. Oh, Used to always yeah. pick up my mum and granny's presents. That was always oh, quite handy. Yeah, that's a bit of a nightmare. I'm actually heading down to Manchester today. Oh, to right, go okay. And, to go to the Manchester Christmas fair. Oh, so, right, okay. I Seems a long way for a fair. Is this? Um... It's meant to be really good, though. All so. right, all right. Yeah, it's a super fair. Yeah, it's the excuse we're making. <laughs> Is this a family? Yeah. family trip. Whole family: me, my sister, my mum, and my brother, all heading down with the dog is included. Oh wow, that sounds just driving straight down to Manchester. Just driving straight down, straight down to Manchester as soon as I leave school. I've got a little bit of. I feel like I don't know. The Graham's on tour would be like some kind of <laughs> I don't know Netflix. American family vacation type thing all going down. And can we can we get Netflix on this? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I was looking at is um, just kids' presents this year and stuff. And mm-hmm. They have just taken a whole off a whole new level yeah. this year. IT and, and Christmas <laughs> presents seem to Although be... Although, I think it's a much better idea to go back to basics and get a rubber duck advent calendar. Is this a thing? This is a thing. I don't know if this is a thing. This is it's a, thing. It should be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... Like, I've bought one. They're amazing. I haven't bought it as a present. bought it for myself. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. Just to let you know that this podcast does not promote any advent calendar and we uh, will let you decide if you have your own advent calendar or not. But it should. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. Move on to our next segment, um, the focus on the teachers in our school. So this is get to know your teachers. Um, can't say I'm delighted to have in the studio or concerned or worried. I don't know how I feel yet. I'll wait and, wait and see. Um, but as we know, this month we are focusing on girls in sport. So today we have in the studio, as always, we have the fantastic school captain Erin Waters with the questions. Oh. And she's going to be putting them to uh, Mrs. Watson. Um, from Guidance and Miss Alexander. How are we guys? Good, yeah. Excited. Nervous. <laughs> <laughs> nervous. Yes, your face tells that you're nervous. Yeah. Mrs. Watson, I don't think we've ever had a problem with you talking. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> so as we know, we're going to be focusing on sport and, and, and more particularly uh, girls in sport. Um, that sound okay? Fantastic, let's go. Have you seen this question from Erin? Well, I think no. um, they were in the process of being written uh, as we were coming in the door. Not by Erin was organised, but I saw you scribbling something. On the back of your packet. No, no, mm-hmm. the questions have been well um, edited and thought mm-hmm. out. And, uh, and uh, lots of time to prepare. Lots of time to prepare, so I'm excited for this. Right, Erin, do okay. you want to take it away? Uh, I'm just going to jump right into it. Uh, so what sports did you love as a kid and sort of how did you get involved in them? Oh, gosh, so... Sports probably been something I've, that's always been a focus in my life from really young. Having a sort of younger brother, we just were quite. We fought a lot. We played football all the time, and at school, we just I played football every break time, and I never at the time sort of thought that that's not what I should do. I, you know, I played girls, boys, whatever, and um, probably got into football. Would have loved to have been a professional footballer actually, because that's what everybody wanted. Boys probably more so. Um, 
and then I kind of my sports kind of de- developed over time but it was more about what was available and opportunity rather than maybe necessarily what I was the best at or good at um so kind of fell into different sports as I've gone through but it's always been a consistent thing in my life and probably quite grateful for that because I think lots of people maybe fall away from that but it's certainly been something that's been consistently in my life yeah. to the ripe old age where I'm at now but I'm not talking about that because it's <laughs> I don't mind talking about that if that you want to talk about it no no, no you're okay. fine okay. I'm very young no I think I think we see that when people manage to continue participating in sport and obviously the benefits are there for everyone to see and everybody that's yeah manages to, to be more consistent with participating in sport are always talking about the benefits. Yeah. I sat down you're sitting there very quiet with interest. Yeah, uh, unlike me. Um, I'm very similar to Miss Watson in the sense that um, sport's always been a big part of my life. Coming from the islands as well, it's, it's been very difficult because there's been next to no opportunities. I mean, um, my school was 30 miles away, so you were in a bus and in my local kind of village there was no opportunities but yet I managed to play a whole host of different activities but that was mainly through school where football was my main passion loved basketball loved badminton went to all these different clubs um, but I always knew that football was there but I couldn't join any team there was no girls football teams wasn't allowed to be part of the the boys football team at school so, yeah, opportunities limited, but that didn't stop my kind of enthusiasm, love and determination to kind of pursue it. So, yeah, that was always the, the goal and it happened. Hey, but the thing is, though, there's so many things in your in your way to actually put you off, it sounds like. Although I know it's brilliant that you managed to kind of get over these obstacles, but there seems to be obstacles right through, like kind of childhood and they keep going in sport. And you just, it yeah. shouldn't be like that, I suppose. It shouldn't. I think you're right. I think it's maybe then a reflection of my kind of stubborn uh, personality that <laughs> it probably <laughs> it probably goes with actually the the Dingwall Academy uh, motto: believe, achieve. But I'm someone that absolutely, if I really want something, I'll I'll go for it. And there were so many uh, obstacles in my way, but. I think moving away to either the mainland when I went to university and then on to Inverness where, where I'm based now made a difference and the, the doors for opportunity opened and it made a massive difference. I must say I didn't know that that was our school motto. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Believe, achieve, Mr. Dylan will be, I don't know uh, what you'll be saying or thinking right now, this is it, hashtag believe, achieve. Yeah, I've seen that before, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I not very often I reference it in my classroom. Very often. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, that, I do remember some hashtags during lockdown. Yeah, see, thank you. Um, so you mentioned it before, but how does how did your school like help you with opportunities and sort of facilitate like your passion to do, get involved in these sports? I'd love to say they did, but they didn't. Um, <laughs> um, I, I had a fantastic relationship with them. Um, with my PE teachers uh, at the time and I was a bit of a tomboy at school and I think I was a natural kind of sporty person so I participated through default that I probably didn't allow them not to allow me to participate (laughs) but the opportunities weren't there and although you tried to be a voice to implement change it didn't happen there but I think that's been the driving force to me and my passion ever since that uh, going into PE teaching and since um, in my participation in football or refereeing I've always been a voice to try and implement positive change and, and you know try and encourage more participation in girls not just in football but in every activity yeah I think that's really important as well it's just yeah, yeah definitely uh, so Miss Watson how like in school what was like your opportunity yeah do you know what's really interesting because obviously I was brought up in an island as well so I there was me and my cousin were the only people in my class so I've always been in a tiny primary school and I one of my sort of first memories of kind of realizing that there was a difference between maybe the opportunities that I could get and the opportunities my brother could get was when we had this rugby coach came to our primary school and I was like this is awesome I cannot wait to play rugby the girls had to make dolls for the lesson and the boys got to go and do this rugby coaching and I was like furious livid couldn't understand why we all couldn't do it I mean we were in primary school I was like why can't I go and do the rugby so I went and spoke to 
my teacher and, and was really just shushed and told that, that, that I had no choice in that. And that was probably my first example of that there was a massive divide between what we were expected to do as females and, and males. And it really irritated me, probably quite clearly to this so day. So at a young age and you're already kind of yeah. seeing that divide. Yeah. And, and I guess another obstacle that's going to put a big chunk of mm-hmm. young girls off sport. Totally. And then um, I think probably from that point onwards, you know, I, I like you, I I was probably one of the better footballers, actually. I well, you know. I mean, you've never Sorry. seen me play football, to be fair. Not I not like me. to keep those skills close to my chest. Actually, I'm terrible now, probably. So uh, I always would, couldn't actually play in the boys' teams, and obviously there wasn't enough girls in our school to be able to do that. And you got to play to a certain level, like the end of primary school and then the secondary school, that was it. You were kind of done with competitive sport I guess and weirdly I got into volleyball which for my height is probably not the best choice <laughs> would you say the dolls and the rugby was just uh, stereotyping totally. at it's just worst I, I think what I, the doll I made was like some sort of like very masculine um, <laughs> horrific effort I just was so <laughs> I just was like screw you here's yeah, my good. doll <laughs> um, so no I, yeah I totally do but um yeah, I got into kind of sport, totally influenced by really strong women around me, my PE teacher again. That, that's what you need, definitely. Yeah, and yeah. I think that, that's been modelled to me from my parents as well and from my, you know, teachers and things. And probably, I hate, I hate that kind of, you're good at sport, you become a PE teacher, then, you know, whatever. It just seems like that's the only option for, for girls yeah. mm-hmm. to do sport as a career is to become a PE teacher. And actually, if I got paid to do a sport that I loved as a job, well, you have to be good at sport. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, what, what's your marathon way. time, Mr. Lermont? Yeah, it's, it's work in progress. Right <laughs> now, the competition know, is know. starting was, to ramp up a bit. I was actually going to be the bigger person here and not mention anything <laughs> about running, but she's going there. Um, so, have you noticed any like difference in schools now? Like the sort of stereotypical girls do this, boys do that? Yeah, I think there's a massive shift at the moment. And then... Um, I am sometimes a little bit envious of girls now because I think, gosh, imagine I was their age and, um, you know, had maybe the more opportunities that they have. I don't think they can see it or feel it, but there is much more support and emphasis on, you know, getting out there, being athletic, going to the gym. I mean, I remember going to the gym and I went into the sort of weights bit to lift weights and actually about four men would say, oh, well done, you've lifted that weight and to be I'm fair just... I've had that before as well <laughs> that's the kind of environment I feel intimidated <laughs> that's but it's, it is intimidating because you sort of yeah. think should I be here you feel like you're in their territory and it's be, it's probably been like that my whole life now I'm quite strong I suppose willed and determined to do what I want to do but if you didn't have that good grounding I think you would be put off really easily and why would you do it so um, I think influence is really really important and surrounding yourself with positive empowering women yeah. helps I don't think we're there yet. We do want young girls growing up not realising that they're getting more opportunities than they used to. And they just yeah. you want young women to grow up and just think sports for them, and there's that's it's always been like that. Mm-hmm. But I think it gets to a point where girls don't feel like sports for them, or sports not being set up for them. And you can understand and talk about just you guys and your experiences. You can understand why so mm-hmm. many young women drop out and yeah. then. But I think we are still seeing high rates of dropout at certain ages, but it does seem to be going in the right direction, I suppose. I think you just need to as well look at the way um, the the PE curriculum has been delivered now. Yeah. The choice, um, the the choice variety is on another level, and they're trying to break um, the you know the options in terms of the boys football and um, girls hockey and that has changed significantly mm-hmm. where the uptake of boys doing hockey girls and shinty um that is unbelievable some of our senior girls within the peak um, curriculum just now are doing rugby and that variety i think um is, is happening much more naturally organically whatever you want to say but i agree with what you're saying mr lermont um the difficulty is still there, but we still have to have that kind of positive voice yeah, um, yeah. because if we don't talk about it, it's still not changing as naturally and as quickly as we would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you, you mentioned the gym before. Um, a couple of weeks ago, there was this uh, Active Girls Week and High Life Highland ran it. So they 
I did some sports, like gym inductions, which I always, when I was younger, when I turned 16, I was like, oh, when I get my gym induction, then you think, oh, all the scary people are going to be in the gym. So it was like a really good way to sort of go. And uh, the girl that did it, her name was Erin, surprisingly. Uh, she was really lovely. Name. <laughs> Beautiful sorry, name. Sorry, Beautiful name. Um, and she walked us around and she was like, it's just really not that scary. No one really cares. And when you sort of think about it, it's like if you just go in, listen to your music and actually do it. It's, it was a really great way to get involved. And also showed us all the different classes that you can go to and obviously like seniors you could have sometimes have the choice to go to the gym instead of doing PE because I think um like sometimes like team things are harder for people to get involved with so when you can just be able to go and yeah. like do your own workout and stuff I think that was a really great opportunity for people as well well I think well that's I'm not going to talk about sport in general but I think it's the beauty of getting involved in sport there's a variety there yeah. that whatever your interests are there's a sport there for someone if it's if you do maybe want some of your own time and it's sport you see it as a kind of a break from busy schedule then you've got sports out there if you want it to be a kind of social thing there's lots of team sports so it's definitely it's surprise what was surprising me is how many women and girls are actually doing lots of physical activity sort of privately or secretly right, you okay, know like yeah, they're, yeah. they're maybe doing yeah. workouts in their bedrooms or they're going out runs with their walks with their their mums or dads or whatever and you like it would be really amazing if they felt that they could celebrate that and do it a bit more publicly. Yeah. I think I'm going to be guilty, uh, or I am guilty of, like, I, like that shouldn't be belittled or put down. That's still excellent. It's still awesome. Mm-hmm. That, like, it doesn't really matter where the sport's happening or in what form. People should have their choice. Yeah. But I've always been involved in team sports, so I think that's just what I always kind of push. I want, I want as many boys and girls just to go and involve themselves in any of the kind of team sports because I think you can get so much out of them. But saying that, does it matter if it's a I don't know, one of these internet guys or girls doing the kind of workouts, the 50 minute workouts, or does it matter? It's still sport. I think, still lockdown, I think lockdown played a massive part in uh, people kind of participating um, virtually or mm-hmm. through all the apps. And I think that was um, the majority of people are saving grace or sanity through lockdown and, and helping them or encouraging them to continue and participate. And, you know maintain that good um, exercise work-life balance or whatever but the sport has always been my bread and butter as well but I think now as I get older I'm going away from the this particular sports and going down the individual route is that a sign of age well, I, I, I'm not getting picked for football team, so I've got to go and run myself. And you're injured all the time. Yeah, I'm I must say, during lockdown, because I uh, like because high life is just so great. There's so many different classes you can get involved with, and I've been part of a badminton group for so long. And then during lockdown, it's just stopped, and it's not back yet. And it's just it's weird how much you miss it, and it's just amazing sort of the people you get to meet and the friends. I think it was also a really great way for me going into the academy because there was older people in the group and it almost gave you that connection and sort of a familiar face to look out for. So it's just like a way of sort of networking, I guess, is such the... I think like I learned a lot from doing... I, I was definitely team sports was the thing I did all the time, like hockey, volleyball, it was always a team. And I, as I got a bit older, got a bit frustrated because I kept... Um, you know, you're reliant on all these team players and if, they, if you make a mistake or they make a mistake, you're kind of like, oh, frustrated that they've... So I started to move towards maybe like running, that's purely on me I do it when I want and I choose and certainly after having the boys it was easier time wise to do that um I don't really like competition I know people probably really find that hard to believe I'm probably most competitive against myself um and it frustrates me because people always say to me you're such a competitive person and I know people are going yes you are I really genuinely people that know me I'm not very good at competition I hate competition um I find it really really challenging to do and but I, I do love the the sort of camaraderie when you've done it and the other thing I've recently taken up is mountain biking which I can't recommend highly enough it's so much fun it's a bit terrifying but it's fun (laughs) it's really really fun and again went to a recent competition that I didn't want to do my husband signed me up behind my back that was not ideal and um, I was really overwhelmed with how male dominant that was there was about 20 women 250 people riding and that was it and it was terrifying and I just thought I'm in the wrong place here once you got going um, it was really inclusive but if you just rocked up to that you know you put totally yeah, yeah but it it was a cool experience but it's still quite prevalent just now I would say as there's boys sports girls sports that type of idea I would say well thank you very much for 
all your contributions today. It's been awesome. Um, but actually, there's only really one question that the, the audiences want the answer to. It's the most important question. It is the most important, you're right. So it's directed to both of you. Read both your answers. So what is your favourite sandwich filling? And most importantly, why? Miss mm-hmm. Watson, you go first. Oh, man, that's a good question. I don't think you can go wrong with a very buttered ham and salad cream sandwich. And I, do you know what? It's just what my dad used to make me and I flip and love it. <laughs> and I would have it all the time. Interesting. Right, the salad cream is definitely going to split opinion. I think we're going to lose listeners what? after that. But it's okay. We're, we're happy with that. It's like salad cream and it's like that same as like Marmite. You either love it or hate We've it. We've noticed a thing about uh, asking this question about kind of family coming into it. It's always starts Yeah, because like, Mr. Sharky was your... talking about going to his granny's. Yeah, and then we're his... talking about your dad and stuff. That's where yeah. it all starts from. Oh, I don't know. Um... Am I, is it allowed to be toasted? I mean... No, because that's not a sandwich. No, oh, it's okay. still a sandwich. It's no, it's not. It's toasty. This is the, the kind of debate we have mm-hmm. in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's very... Yeah. It's, it's kind of... I'm going to toast mine. So I think I will go with a brie and cranberry. Toasted brie and cranberry. Can't hide so money, can you? can you can have that um um not necessarily toasted, uh, next but I time prefer it toasted. I'd like you to make me one of those sandwiches. I would be delighted to make you a brie and cranberry. Erin, I think we need to get onto some is does Instagram do um polls? Polls, yeah. yeah. Can we have a poll Aaron, on does Instagram do is, polls? Yeah. How old are you? <laughs> Not as old as you. <laughs> um, right, um, can we get a poll on um, is a toasted... Is a toasty a sandwich? Is a toasty a sandwich? I okay. think that needs to be addressed. We can do well, a I vote. think the clue is in actually toasted sandwich. It clearly states uh, that no it is. No one says... Oh, very no defensive, one... Miss Alexander. Obviously, you, you realise now that you're maybe... No one goes into Costa and says, oh, can I have a toasted sandwich? You say, oh, can I have the toasty? Don't you? Right, I think we should end this interview. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know what microphone's throwing about. Uh, again, I, I do thank you very much for coming in, um, everyone. Um, thank you, Miss uh, Watson. Uh, thank you, Miss Alexander. You're very well. Welcome. Thank you for having us. And yeah. as always, thank you, Erin. No problem. Thank you, Erin. Okay, so I'm delighted to have in the studio uh, this afternoon. Uh, we have five uh, young aspiring football players, um, which is good to have you get, uh, girls. Um, so just do some introductions first of all, first and foremost, and then we'll get cracking on. Is that okay? Right, so with me um, this afternoon, we have uh, Chloe Wallace in S4. Hello, Chloe. Hello. How are you? All right. You're good. Uh, Amy Marshall in S3. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, Charlotte Simpson in S3. Charlotte, we okay? Yep. Excited for this? Yep. Good. Uh, Kira Sarjanin in S2. Kira, this is your moment. You ready for this? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no. So Kira has been, it's been difficult to keep qu- Kira quiet so far. And now all of a sudden, um, the record button's press played and now she's all quiet. Right, so Kira, nice to have you here. And then finally, we have Daisy Fraser in S2. How are you, Daisy? Good, yeah. Good. Right, okay, girls. So thank you for joining me. So we are here today um, to talk about football which sounds good. We're talking about sport, girls in sport, just looking at the opportunities we have with girls participating in sport in school and maybe some extracurricular activities as well. Right, well, the first thing, let me get firing into some of these questions. How did we get involved in football, girls? So how did we first start getting into football? Kira, it looks like it's down to you, Kira. So how did you get, what age, Kira? What age did you start getting involved in football? Eight or nine. Eight or nine, okay. Is that quite common, girls? Are we all about the same? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but so, okay, and then how did you get started? What happened? Well, my brother played football, right, and okay. then I wanted to do it, and then, so, I used to go along to his practice and play with my sister, mm-hmm. and then my dad decided to get us involved in that one, so we went to that training for a while with other girls, so that was good, but then it became, like, less of a challenge, then we moved to Thistle, where we now. So that's that's Inverness Thistle, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, right, okay. So nobody pushed you into football, it was just that your brother was playing and that was that's just Yeah. My dad sort of helped as well. Yeah. Like try and get me involved with it. Was it difficult to get involved at the start? Was it hard to find teams and other girls playing or Well at first we didn't really know like my many girls team. We didn't like know 
any really. Uh, sort of, we had just had to go in with the boys first, and then they eventually separated us with girls at that club. Okay, uh, Daisy, what about yourself? How did you get involved in football? Uh, well, my uncle used to play football, and I think I just got it from him. Just saw him playing, so I sort of took it up. I went to the training all nets, but mm-hmm. I kicked a boy in the head with the ball, so I got far too scared and just like left. And then, like a few years later. Uh, we joined in Regordon, like when they just started, and now play with them. But we're now called Ross County. So. Right, so you're playing for Ross County now as well. Yeah. Okay, so the kicking in the head is that a part of your game? Is that girls? Is that is she taking that on now or? <laughs> yeah. Kira, what would you say? Is she that kind of player? What that hits people in the head? Uh, Charlotte seems to be. Don't a really know. <laughs> <laughs> Never been hit in the head by her. So. No, no. no. <laughs> Have we got any defenders in here? Who's a Charlotte's a defender? Okay, is that your style of player or you're a... Yeah? Centre-back. A centre-back, right, good. Right, how did you get involved in, in football, Charlotte? How did you get started? Um, I just used to play with my dad in the garden. Right, okay. Went to, like, training with boys, but then just joined Thistle. Oh, right, okay. And so is this, it seems like quite a, a common thing that we're getting involved at the start with the boys' teams and then later on moving on. Obviously, we've talked about family, it sounds like, so your dads and uncles who got involved. What about anybody I don't know, famous, any famous football players that maybe inspired you to play? Or it could just be anybody, any famous history teachers you know about that are um, inspirational? Or um, anybody, um, that I don't know, that you look up to in the game, in football and, and sport in, in general? Uh, well, I think Ronaldo's quite inspirational. He's just like, well, he's really good. Um, so everyone sort of looks up, looks up to him. So, yeah. Chloe's shaking her head here dramatically. Chloe. No, he isn't. Yeah, yeah Messi's, Messi's better. better. Stop being so mean, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, it's got a bit tense in here. Right, so the Messi-Ronaldo debate, well, that'll continue for a long time. Imagine them combined. Imagine them in the same team. That could be something. Yeah. Hey, what about you, Kira? Who's you? Who do you look up to in the game? Ronaldinho. Because he's got really good, like, skills and stuff. Ronaldinho? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's a bit of a blast from the past. Was he retired before you started? Uh, well, that was in 2018, I think he retired. All right, so he'd be playing for right, okay, thank you. Yeah, I didn't actually know who he was until recently. He has become a bit of a YouTube star, I always thought. So when I was a kid, he was playing. I think he's a bit of a YouTube star now. Uh-huh. You can see what I didn't fl- know he was in YouTube. Yeah, you, you can just all the skills and stuff. I don't know what he's doing now. Anybody know what he's up to now? <laughs> I think he was in jail. He's in jail. I think so. Yeah. Well, he might be let out now, but he definitely did go to jail. Something about a passport wrong, but then he said the passport got given him, given to him by someone, but I don't know. But he was in jail, yeah. Cat, so, what, a counterfeit passport from Ronaldinho? I don't know, so I'm pretty sure he got it for his birthday, I can't remember, but <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently it got him in jail or whatever, so. so oh, wow, well, I didn't expect that story. I didn't know, I am... Um... Yeah, well, okay, right, uh, fair enough, right, uh, any of our listeners could uh, maybe verify that story um, with uh, Ronaldinho maybe in prison, we're not sure, uh, excellent, okay, right, so you've kind of mentioned it, um, you're all playing for teams, is that right, so we've got yeah. Inverness Thistle, Ross County was mentioned, Cali, and Cali, right, okay, um, I had to mention him, sorry, right, okay, so we've also got Cali here too, so, um, busy then, training, games, busy? Yeah, yeah, so Chloe, tell me about a typical football week for you. So Monday, uh, do my own training. So I'll either go on a run or just go up to the pitch, do whatever. Tuesday, I've got team training for an hour and a half. Uh, Wednesday, we're all at school training. Thursday, again, my own training. And Friday. Saturday, we usually have a game. And then Sunday, I'll either take it as a rest or... I'll go out depending on how I'm feeling from the game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a full-time job almost. I think it's more hours than I put in at work. Oh, well, um, I'm not better to say it on the Dingwall Academy podcast, should I? Right, um, well, well, that's good. Sounds a lot of commitment then. Uh, travelling? A lot of travelling? Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, what about, so what, who do you play for, sorry? Ross County. You're Ross County. So what about Cali? Who's Cali? Is that you, Charlotte? Like, Charlotte, is that similar week or are you a bit less intense? Um, or? Monday, I have like one-to-one training and then Tuesday... Um, Cali training, and then Wednesday school, and then Thursday is Cali training, then got Friday off, and then games on Saturday. Right, so it's quite similar, I suppose. Uh, same leagues? Are we all playing in the same leagues? No, against each other? No. Thistle and Ross County are, and then Cali is a separate 
Right, okay. Um, so what would the Cali play? What I'm doing? in Aberdeen, surely. Right, out that way, and then you guys are... Rachel McLaughlin. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel McLaughlin League. Yeah. yeah. Right. So like, it's not Highlands, is it? Because I don't it's just know. like three teams now anyway. Yeah, yeah but really I think it's our league's getting like stopped next yeah. year. So yeah, next year we don't really have anywhere to go. I think we're going to the Aberdeen League. That's this off. Right, so a lot of travelling then. Yeah. Um, but be more teams out that way, is there? Yeah, there yeah. is. Yeah, right, okay. Um, was there a mention of a cup final earlier on? I heard. Yeah. So who's in this? Cu- who's in the cup final? Thistle against Ross County. Ooh, when's yeah. that? When's that game played? Saturday in Elgin. Oh, so where about in Elgin? I can't Some remember. Some football pitch. Some football yeah. pitch. Yeah. The Gleaner Arena. That's yeah. Yep. Gleaner Arena. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. Right, okay, so um, what time is that on Saturday? Five, I think. Five. Oh, so it's yeah. a, Right, okay, so a bit of a late Quite night kick-off. Exciting, um, so. I'm kicking up at oh, yeah. like eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah, I've got to go at nine o'clock for my sister because my sister plays for under-13s and she's playing against Amy's team. Oh, so this is for the younger... Yeah, younger, I'm so playing the under-13s team. So you're, you're a later, no, sorry, an earlier yeah. team. Right, okay, so you're in, you're in a cup final as well? Yeah. Oh, at the Gleaner... Yeah. Right, so right, okay, we're all there. Right, so well, I I um, found out about about you girls um, from Mr. Dillon and Mrs. Cormack because um, I think recently you've had some trials. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, now I've got a bit confused. I thought I had a hand on it. I thought it was Scotland trials, but then I've heard of North High North North Region, and yeah. you've got more trials on Friday. Is that right? Yeah. Right. So um, we've had one set of trials. Is that right? Yeah. And how did we get on? How was it? What was that experience like? It was really good. Yeah? So where was that held? Tariff Academy. Tariff. Like near Aberdeen. Yeah. 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 Um, so who took you? How did did you, did you go together? Was it a few schools or just yourselves? Or? Uh, well, I went in the car with Charlotte. That was good. I went with Amy, but yeah. Chloe went on her own. Right, so it was all just making your own way there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right, okay. Uh, family there supporting you or was it more just you were kind of... Well, my mum couldn't go because she had work, so it was my dad, so I just got yeah, with my mum. Mom. Right, okay. Um, and what was the session like, What and who was running it, and any famous names? Kira did mention about a shouty man, Kira. You're not going to talk about him now? Go on. No. There's a bald shouty man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we didn't hear the bald part before. That was new, that's new information. So a bald shouty man. Yeah. Right? So who was he shouting at? Uh, everyone. Right, okay. What, if, right, okay. He, if he weren't doing something, then he got quite like... Yeah. Yeah. being played the way that you... Quick enough and stuff. Quick he just shout at you. Just yeah. Shout until he did it right. Yeah. He sounds maybe meant to be supportive. I don't know. No. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> don't know. Right. Okay. So we had a bald shouty man. Right. Okay. Uh, what meant? Was it games? All small games? Or was it what? What was the format of it all? Well, there was teams of sixteen. I'm pretty sure three teams of sixteen. At the start, we got into our teams, got our strips, and then we had to do like a warm up. Mm-hmm. Our team had to organise our own warm ups and like drills and stuff, and then we just went straight into twenty minute games. Right. Okay. Everybody happy with the performance? Yeah. 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 yeah you okay, Charlotte? Happy? You're nodding really good. And what was it like? Like, obviously, you're trying to do your best. Did you feel pressured, Amy? Did you feel a bit of pressure? How did you feel? I mean, like, because I play in goals. Right. Okay. Um, it is a bit a lot of pressure uh-huh. and. It, there's 11 sides, so it is the bigger goals than I was used to be playing in. Right, okay. So it was a bit of a change, mm-hmm. but I feel like I done all right. No big fumbles? No. No, I always feel sorry for goalkeepers. It's always a tough, uh, if you lose the ball in the middle of the park, you've got people behind you to back you up, I suppose. It's not always going to end up a disaster, but a goalkeeper, I suppose, you're any mistakes and we all kind of see it unfortunately for you um, that's good well done uh, again just from the school point of view I think we're all immensely proud of, of, you, of you girls um, and not just performing at a high level but then obviously going to these trials and, and, and also participating at some of the highest levels you can so that's excellent and that kind of leads me on to the next question about girls in sport um, so I know Chloe we talked about this just just before the podcast um, started recording um, but you were saying about you've noticed a difference in girls participation in sport as you got older yeah so i mean when i was younger like playing in primary school even if the girls weren't necessarily as good at football they would be happy to give it a go and they enjoyed doing it but then as i got into like the academy people would only be playing it if they were better and like even if they enjoyed it they don't want to play because 
they weren't as good and they weren't like yeah, no, I know what you mean. That they don't want. I don't. I think embarrass themselves is yeah. a too harsh a term. But they didn't want to maybe stand out or yeah. Um, and it, it's a thing when you get older. I think it, you do become more aware of how people what people think of you or especially in high school. It's a tough. It's a tough environment, girls. I'm glad I'm well out of it because it's a it's a tough world. Um, girls, anybody else had an experience? Have you seen girls drop off and find it hard to? I don't know. We're talking about the the, the team, the, the the girls team in the academy, um, being first to sixth year. What do we think about that? Maybe there should be like more age groups, like different, so that there's different levels. Right. Okay. So more. If there was enough people, but yeah, there's not, there's yeah. not enough people. So. so that's our main issue: is trying yeah. to get yeah. more girls involved. And it doesn't matter about ability, I suppose. Is that what you're trying to say, Chloe? That yeah. we just need to get numbers. Now, how do we do that? What do we think we can do? Come into a podcast and tell you, tell everybody how amazing football is. Is that? Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. good. Well, uh, all we can do is keep talking about it. We can try and keep encouraging when the S1s come up. I suppose we should have a focus and try and get them involved. Um, girls, if, um, you're going to be the ambassadors now, I suppose. Um, if you're going to be the, the oldest one, Chloe's already very, very old already, so she's almost past her prime. So, But I think what we need is for you girls to, to just start encouraging the girls. Uh, I know Mr Dillon and the team down in um, the PE department um, will support you, will encourage you, will give you opportunities. On that, wait a minute, I do have I've got a bit of a plug here for the PE department. Um, so, um, just before I forget, right, extracurricular stuff. So just, girls, if there's any girls out there who are listening to this and thinking that they want to participate in sport, they want to get involved, there are um, a wide range of activities at Dingwall Academy. Um, these are all after school from 3.40 to, to 5 o'clock so just running through I'm going to give a focus to the girls what's available to girls just now so we've got hockey with Mrs Barlow on a Monday after school uh, and then a girls hit club with Miss Patterson uh, also again on Monday in, in after school on Tuesday we've got uh, hockey again um, sorry, sorry, I've looked at the age group. The hockey for on Monday is S1 to S2, then the hockey on the Tuesday is S3 to S6. Um, that's on a Tuesday afternoon. Uh, then we've got, as the girls have mentioned already, the Wednesday, the, the football, um, the girls' football is S1 to S6, and that's obviously what we've talked about already um, with Mr. Mister Dillon uh, on Wednesday afternoon. And then on Thursday, um, we've got dance with Mrs. McGowan. Um, in the gym hall, um, S1 to S6. So everybody's included in this. So although maybe girls football, boys football sp- split at the academy, um, everything else like dance or hockey, uh, gymnastics. Uh, did, I, did I say gymnastics, girls? Oh, it's a hard list to read. Sorry, gymnastics. I apologise. Gymnastics, S1 to S6 as well. It was on Tuesday with Mrs Dunsmore. There you go. You get an extra little plug. Um, uh, yeah, dance and gymnastics and hockey. They're not actually just for boys and like, girls. Or, we're not trying to... Um, rule anybody out with these um, but I do think like we've talked about this afternoon that we need to get more girls involved in sport would we agree and we need to try and encourage it so we've got this is a podcast girls you can't just nod your head do we agree yes, yes. yes thank you right so um, I'm not going to I'm not going to apologise for pushing um, girls participate in sport I don't think we, any of us should um, we should try and encourage girls to play and uh, make it as easily available to them as we can to try and keep our numbers nice and high a nice fit and healthy um, pupil of Dingwall Academy is going to achieve as best they can I think not just in sport but right through school life would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Yes yeah, thanks, thanks very much okay how painful was that? Well, I do, I do mean this. Thank you so much for, for your time this afternoon um, and thank you for, for your contributions and good luck with future trials right thank you Okay, we're now at probably my favourite part of the the show. Um, We're at the pupil versus staff challenge. Uh, I'm delighted to have with us uh, in the studio this morning, we have Callum Porter representing the pupils. How are you, Callum? I'm good, thank you. How a are bit you of weight on your shoulders this I morning. Know. After the loss last time, I think I'm exactly. We're starting. Big. Your pupils are trailing already, so I know. you're playing catch up. And I'm delighted to have um, Miss Patterson with us from the PE department. How are you, Miss Patterson? Good, thank you. I'm a bit nervous. I've got a reputation to hold, I think, from last week. Uh, 
to be honest, Mr. McKee set the bar pretty mm-hmm. low, I think. So I don't. Maybe I, I think you set it even lower by looking at I'm I'm not saying anything. Me and Aaron have already fallen out. Cause oh. I, do, I don't know if you heard. I had to make an apology earlier on in the podcast. Um, there was a bit of a discrepancy over one of the answers, mm. but oh. I think Aaron's forgiven me now. It's done and dusted. Uh, the, all the answers have been verified today. Um, double checked, so don't worry. Everything's above board now. Brilliant. Okay, the format of today's challenge is this is testing your memory. Oh, great. So, something that um, we all kind of struggle with, I think, especially uh-huh. towards the end of the year. Um, so, what's going to happen is uh, there'll be the coin toss, as always, and the person who wins the toy toss will decide whether to go first or second, and we'll also decide on the category. Uh, the categories today are ice cream flavours or advent calendars what's going to happen is i'm going to read through 10 ice cream flavors or advent calendars and then miss patterson and callum will try to remember recite all flavors and advent calendars however they have to be in the correct order of what i said so um if i were reading about one to ten in that order they only get the point if they get it in the right position are we ready Ready than ever going to be. <laughs> Unfortunately, you don't win these prizes if you do get them right. Know, Some of the flavours, I was like, oh, the Advent Candle World. I enjoyed my uh, research on this. That has exploded. Oh, I know. It's I've a- got a Pringles one this year. It comes with like mini tubes of Pringles for each day. Oh, it's I a, don't know pretty... if I agree with this. Yeah, it's it's all right, standard okay. little chocolates, I think. It keeps Getting it more too exciting. Uh, I did see some prices, like £40 for an advent calendar. All the way up to 100 I saw. There's £100 ones. Oh, I maybe don't shop in the same shops as you, Mr. No, Patterson. I don't I, think I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sc- I'm Tesco, that's about it these days. Um, no, my kids were okay. They, got the, they went for the cheap, nasty ones still. But that's because they're not really aware of monetary value yet so <laughs> I think when they get older they'll go for the uh-huh, the big one so is that a makeup one yeah and it? there's well, I think that's worse than Pringles that yeah. the Pringles one is that, where did you get that from I have no idea uh, it just arrived in the post we can't so his mum and dad <laughs> buying presents I, for and I forgot right okay let's <laughs> get on right here comes the coin toss dropped it oh, Cal, heads match. or tails heads it is tails oh the teachers won this last time as well Right, Tails, Miss Patterson, would you like, first of all, would you like to go first or second? I'll go first. Right, first. Oh, Ooh, that's a brave move. And what category would you like? Do you want ice cream flavours or... Ice cream flavours. Oh, I'll do that one. Are you happy with Are you happy with this? No, I'll just want ice, cream, ice cream flavours. So, ice cream flavours it is. Uh, and more specifically, it's Ben and Jerry's ice cream flavours. Well, that's going to okay. be hard. Okay, right. So I'm going to read through... I know it does make it a little bit harder. It does. It does. Um, I'm going to read through the ten and then... Silence, please, Calm. Yeah. I don't want any intimidation. Don't no, put me no. off. Yep. Yeah. And once I've finished, then you can just start whenever you want. Okay. I, I feel like a proper like quiz mm, show host. Right. Sure. This is what I've always Spotlight wanted to do. On. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, number one, cookie dough. Number two, strawberry cheesecake. Number three, chocolate fudge brownie. Number four, caramel choo choo. Number five, cherry Garcia. Number six, pretzel palooza. Number seven, Chunky Monkey. Number eight, Fish Food. Number nine, Half Baked. And number ten, Peanut Buttercup. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, Cookie Dough. Number two, Strawberry Cheesecake. Number three, Chocolate Fudge Brownie. Number four, Caramel Choo Choo. Number five. Number six is a pretzel. Number five is your cherry something. I can't remember that second one. Cherry. We'll go with cherry something. I do not know. Six is pretzel. Pretzel ice cream. Seven. How many is there? Ten. Ten. I'm pretty impressed. I'm, I, not gonna lie. I'm, I, I'm, like, sh- I'm lost. Seven, I can't remember at all. We might have had a fish food because I know that's Ben and Jerry, so I'm going to put seven as fish food. Eight, I'm just trying to think of Ben and Jerry's ice creams now. Good tactic. 
pass. I've lost them all, I think. Are we, are we out? We're out. Right, I'm going to go for... So we had number one, cookie dough, correct. Mm-hmm. Number two, char- strawberry cheesecake, correct. Number three, chocolate fudge brownie, correct. Number four, caramel choo-choo, correct. Now, it was Cherry Garcia and it was Pretzel Palooza. Now, I'm going to give up one mark. I've given half yes. a mark each, so we should go for one. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Chunky Monkey was seven. Fish Food was eight. Oh, no. So, I know, I feel tough. I feel that tough. That's and then we had Half Baked and Peanut Butter Cup number ten. So, an overall score, one, two, three, four, five. Not bad. Not bad. I, I think. I got That's a bit a hard nervous. One to See, when I was reading this, I was like, oh, this is tough. This is tough. So, five <laughs> is a good score, Miss Patterson. I think I'll you take can, that. No matter what happens now, you oh. can walk out of here with your head, head held, held high. high. I think so. Unless Cam gets six. I know. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, Cam, oh. how do you feel? Memory is not my strong See, I thought going first was quite a, a, a bold move, but actually all the pressure is yeah, on you know. now. Yeah, I wanted I to get rid of the, the pressure. I feel the pressure in the room. Yeah. Because mm. it's going to be 2-0 to the teachers if you don't... I know. Right, well, you got do- oh, now you put it like that. I know, oh. it's hard to come back from that. Okay, uh, so advent calendars. Yeah. Um, I went onto Tesco and Asda and found... That's where that's my research. Right. So number one, Lint Lindor. Number two, Cadbury's Heroes. Number three, Reese Peanut Butter. Number four, Kinder. Number five, Merry Teaser. Number six, Toblerone. Number seven, Moo Free. Number eight, Ferrero Collection. Number nine, Barbie Milk Chocolate. And number ten, Hey Dougie Chocolate. Oh no. Right, started off with Lint. Let me see where this <laughs> Oh, this isn't going to go well. Lint, Lindor. I feel like there was something to do with heroes there, but I don't think that was number two. Um, this is a nightmare now. There's a lot of tension in the room. No, I know. Quiet. I like it. Just to give Can people a flavour on the room. Calm's perspiring quite heavily. I know, it's it's quite warm in here. (laughs) Kinder. Um, Number four. I actually cannot remember. I think I'm done. (laughs) Oh, it's it's a Honestly. All over. All over. Nothing else? Nothing else is in there. And you know that everybody oh can hear you? No. Yeah, everyone like can parents, hear you. Parents, teachers. I know. We've just so let the whole side down like in one go. When this goes out, everybody in school, when you walk through the corridors, we'll all they're going to know I've got a really bad memory. One and a half. One and a half. One and a half. And that's that is generous because you said something about heroes. Yeah. Yes, that was Cadbury's heroes. That is shocking. I'll, I'll run through the score, the, the correct answers, um, just to I'll rub just it in a little bit more, just to keep it. So number one was Lindor. Lind- Lind- <laughs> he spent so much time on that that it was all over after that. And then we had Cadbury's Heroes, Reese, Peanut Butter. Number four was Kinder, not three. Nah. Uh, Merry Teaser, Toblerone, Moo Free, Ferrero Collection, Barbie Milk Chocolate and Hey Dougie for number 10. Aye, there's no, there no chance of that. There must be a tactic there. Remembering the first few and maybe the last two or something, remember? I think the better tactic is getting some of a better memory than Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, that would be a much better one. <laughs> right, um, so congratulations. As officially, um, teachers two, pupils no. Thank Hi. you, Miss Patterson. I apologise to Flying the pupils. The flag. And I think was, also... That was a big letdown from me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to put any... Um, more pressure on you anymore. Mm-hmm. Stigma attached to your performance. If you, if you want to take that responsibility on yourself, mm-hmm. I think, <laughs> yeah, I'll take. Right, that. okay. <laughs> uh, I do think now, now that it's nice and awkward and tense in this room. Uh, Calm. You got some questions for Miss yeah. Patterson? Is that right? So, as we oh. know, we have been focusing on uh, girls in sport. Um, we've had obviously girls talking about football, and we had Miss Watson and Miss Alexander. Um, talking about their experiences in sport so we just thought um, now that we've got Miss Patterson here um, we won't let her off so we're going to ask a few questions about it. Right, so we're just wondering what was your sort of path into PE teaching how did you get into it was there any yeah so when I was in school I really enjoyed PE obviously as a subject but I really enjoyed coaching after school and with active schools I did all the volunteering with coaching and that was something that I really enjoyed, seeing the pupils after school 
um, and coaching a little bit and taking responsibility for the teaching on my own even though I was a pupil at the time. So I kind of knew from there that I enjoyed teaching, looked at my options, um, I looked at primary teaching and PE teaching Mm because I knew something in teaching Mm -hmm. would be good um, but went down the sporting route because that's what I enjoyed coaching. Um, A big thing though when I came into kind of fifth and sixth year when I could see what our PE looked like I noticed that a lot of girls were dipping out of PE and I wasn't sure why but I thought that maybe I could change the way PE was delivered if I became a PE teacher. Um, I wasn't sure how at that time, um, but knew I wanted to become a PE teacher to maybe make PE slightly different to what I'd experienced and hopefully keep people like me and my friends into PE. Because I saw a dip in my friends, certainly I was one of the only ones that stayed into PE, taking it on Mm -hmm. National 5 and higher level. Mm -hmm. So I thought if I can study it and try and make a difference when I come to be a PE teacher, that's what I'll do. So when I ask, people ask me about like why become a history teacher I, I'd normally just say the holidays are fantastic Aye. but this person answer was much better than anything I would yeah. say um, no I think it's a big topic it's a big issue it's not something that individuals can fix but we can all play our part we can all try and make it as accessible for for young girls coming through as much as we can and it's not maybe not. it's not all PE teachers I think it's all of us and, and the way we talk about sport the way we talk about girls in sport and um but there's some big issues there but i think the, the fact that we're talking about it and the fact that more the more awareness yeah. is obviously a good thing there's definitely a lot more awareness going about now Absolutely. yeah, yeah. are we letting off any more questions have we got some more um, for us what sort of things do you think we can do to keep girls in sport because you said there was sort of a bit of a dip is yeah. there any ways you've thought of so far I think options are a huge thing that we can do. So, for example, in this school in particular, you can choose your options in PE, which I think is a huge plus for keeping girls involved. But PE shouldn't be known as just the traditional team sports. There's lots more sports that we can get involved in. And if we try them out, just have a go, like our Girls in Sport Week, we had a lot of girls trying sports for the first time. Be open-minded and try something new. You might find something that you like to keep going with um, it's just about trial and error and finding what you like to do some sports like us all we don't like everything as equal as other sports and that's alright if you dip out of one but find another one that's just as good so yeah try and as many as you can that's available to yeah. you the, the traditional team sports yes fantastic you get yeah, into them mm-hmm. but then I think maybe lockdown has shown there's other individual yeah. sports um, and even going to the gym right. or going for a swim these things if it's not team sports you're into then, but we should try and encourage yeah, people to get involved that's alright yeah, yeah I know I'm quite bad for just doing a lot of solo sports is that yeah, well, yeah all that sort of stuff so I think it, it's it depends what you want sport for mm-hmm. if yeah. you're looking for the social side of things and, and that type of world then team sports Absolutely. are fantastic if you're looking for a bit of me time and a bit of a break from well, Calum, you probably should maybe actually focus on your studies after <laughs> seeing your memory. Um, but um, yeah, if you're looking for a bit of me time, then there's sports yeah. out there for everyone. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's been a lot more sort of hip classes going on now. So I thought if you could maybe explain what that was and we see if we yeah. get some more people interested. Yeah, you've got in your that. own, we've got a hip class. You yes. run that hip class. Monday here. after school, four o'clock to half past four. We do a hit session every week and it's open to senior girls, so S4 to S6. We get the tunes going and we do a workout themed each week. So our hit session, is it stands for high intensity interval training. But a big thing for my hit club is to make the training fun so you don't realise that it is so high intensity. We get some equipment out like cards and play games and then we've got exercises to go along with it. They're about 20 to 30 minutes long, so just enough to fit in your day. If you've got a busy schedule, if you're studying, you can fit it in and we're finished by half past four. So it's a really good way of getting into, even if you don't like going to the gym yourself, we've got a good group of girls that come along and more are welcome. We just have a laugh, we get the tunes on and we do a workout every Monday. That sounds good. Sounds good. Good day as well. Monday, I'm always flagging and... I, I like to try and do something on Monday night just to get me Yeah, and it makes you feel good. A good start to the week. It's a good way. Yeah, yeah that's good. That sounds good. Excellent. Um, and we've got the big question, the, obviously. The crucial question. Yeah. What is your favourite sandwich? This time of year is my favourite time of the year. The Christmas sandwiches come out to the <sighs> shops. My favourite one is Tesco's. 
It's mm-hmm. got the turkey, the stuffing, the cranberry oh. sauce, oh. the pigs and blankets, the whole lot. Christmas in a sandwich. Dinner, in a in sandwich. A sandwich. <laughs> That's hard, i got to say. It's, it is it's quite sounds like a Boxing Day sandwich a lot of people have, isn't it? That's like yeah. you shove, you shove yeah. all the leftovers. Technically, in. that would be my favourite sandwich, a Boxing Day sandwich, and you can get it from Tesco's from yeah. now, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that little this part better be careful because if they're going to be sold out, then you won't be able yeah. to get yeah. one. Yeah. I suppose. I know that's you true. Watch <laughs> right. Well, thank you, uh, Miss Patterson, for thank coming you. in. I've got a few more thank yous, as always. Um, so. First of all, with the, the pupils that have been involved uh, this month, so we've had Aaron Waters um, and we've had uh, Callum, obviously. Callum's been uh, with us. And then uh, Paul Graham um, with his um, announcements at the start of the podcast. So thank you to you guys. Uh, the teachers that we've had in this month, so Miss Watson and Miss Alexander and, of course, uh, Miss Patterson, so thank you. Um, to the football girls that came in, um, thank you so much for for your time and and for your insight into to, to girls and and how it, how difficult it is to participate in sports sometimes and the barriers that you have to to overcome. And as always, um, behind the scenes, Miss Fivey and Miss Pendlebury. Without without you guys, this podcast wouldn't wouldn't happen. So um, thank you to you as well. One last thank you as always. Thank you very much to you guys for listening. Um, two episodes down yeah, I don't know if you're going to get rid of me now so that, that could be it so thank you again I will um, speak to you soon thank you bye bye